At the 2023 UN Climate Change Conference, more commonly known as COP28, global leaders agreed that they would transition away from, but not end, state reliance on fossil fuels. Meanwhile, climate tech entrepreneurs and investors also gathered to propose their own solutions to climate change. These climate innovators are relatively new to the UN summit, which was originally intended for government bargaining, and they provide a fresh alternative narrative to what many critics have written off as talk shop. They're responding to the climate crises in the MENA region and other parts of the world that are already ongoing. I'm here with Will Todman to discuss how this small but growing number of innovators can help regional governments grapple with climate change. For many of us, we know our world leaders are working to combat climate change, but we aren't aware of what they're actually doing. How can we understand different kinds of interventions to combat climate change? So they're usually split into mitigation and adaptation. And mitigation is all about uh, preventing climate change from getting worse in the future. So largely that's about limiting uh, greenhouse gas emissions. So things like transitioning to renewables and even carbon capture technology as well. On the adaptation side, that's about dealing with the climate crises that we're already facing. So that means uh, working out how to deal with hotter temperatures, with less water available, and even with more severe weather as well. And overall, uh, a huge majority of climate finance goes to mitigation. Um, in a recent report from the Climate Policy Initiative, um, they said that less than 10% of all climate finance goes to adaptation strategies. Why are adaptation strategies especially important in the Middle East? Over the last three decades, temperatures have risen twice as fast in the Middle East in comparison to the global average. 2023 was the hottest year in history. In the Middle East, there were actually parts of the region that were so hot and so humid at the same time that it became impossible for human beings to survive for more than a couple of hours outside. That was in parts of southern Iran in the summer. But as well as record uh, temperatures, there are ongoing droughts in many parts of the region, and there are really severe weather catastrophes as well, thinking about the floods in Libya in particular. And so the Middle East is already seeing the effects of the climate crises. And so that's why we need strategies to adapt, to be able to, to manage and, and survive those crises now. So how are those so-called you know, climate entrepreneurs helping their communities adapt to climate change? So in, in several ways, a lot of them are actually working on the agricultural sector and trying to increase the resilience of food systems in the region. There's one interesting one in Jordan called Palm Ear, which is working to combat a climate-induced pest that is undermining Jordan's food security. So they are using a combination of acoustic technology and AI to listen for these tiny pests that eat away at palm trees, and they can detect them early so that farmers are able to tackle them. But then in other parts of the region, other entrepreneurs are trying to help farmers deal with less water. So in Tunisia, there's a startup called Cbex, which is using irrigation uh, technology to help farmers conserve water, to reduce their costs, and hopefully then to increase their crop yields. And in Egypt as well, there are more um, working on this. Um, there's one called Musefa, which is working on beehives. And they have some innovative beehives, which 
use smart sensors to help protect bees, which of course are critical to pollination, which farmers need. Oh, that's incredibly interesting. What challenges do these climate entrepreneurs face in their work? One of their main issues is accessing investment and finance to be able to grow their companies. So the problem is that a lot of investors view climate adaptation as a general public good, but not as something that has money-making potential. So there's very little private investment in these uh, initiatives. And the IMF did a study. They looked at climate finance provided to the Middle East from 2009 to 20. 2019, and only a quarter of climate finance went to adaptation. And then we also know that worldwide, a really small percentage of climate finance goes to the private sector. So then for private sector actors working on adaptation, they really get a very small amount of international finance as well. So how can regional governments and the international community work with these entrepreneurs to reach climate goals? It's not just about money. There are a lot of ministries in in governments across the region that focus on adaptation issues, whether that's ministries of agriculture, water, housing, transportation, all of these have to deal with climate adaptation. And I think many of them could much better partner with technologists and with entrepreneurs to be able to develop new adaptation solutions and to integrate that into their work. Of course, for higher income countries in the region that do have the ability to fund some of these entrepreneurs, I think that would really go a long way. Particularly more grant capital for early stage startups could be a really good way of getting some of these entrepreneurs uh, off the ground. But then there's a role for international actors as well. I mean, they're already doing this to an extent. USAID, European governments, Google have all supported the entrepreneurs that I mentioned before. And I think that they have a, a key role to play. But Ultimately, I think COP28 showcased the need for adaptation technologies and their potential for the MENA region. And if we can find ways to capitalize on this growing community of entrepreneurs working on adaptation in the MENA region, then the solutions that they find, of course, will help the MENA region, but also will be applicable to those elsewhere in the world as well. And the region really could become a hub of creativity and new solutions as it comes to climate adaptation. This seems like a really incredible opportunity. Thank you for joining me, Will. Thank you.